Hello, everyone. What a joy it was to worship the Lord, to spend time receiving communion. Thank you all for leading us in the wonderful times. But you know, we are church, and now we're going to pray for the offering. Father, thank you for blessing us in this time. And for those in our church body, our friends, they're struggling financially. Lord, we believe in the miraculous. Thank you, Lord, that you bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before we get in the Word, I just want to say a big thank you to so many people that serve our country, from our military to our government officials to our nurses, our doctors, our truck drivers, those that serve in the drive through window at Starbucks or at Burger King, McDonald's, wherever you go. Thank you for being there and helping. Those in the grocery stores, I pray for you all the time. As I go through that line at the grocery store, I pray for strength because you've worked hard in making sure that people have food in their home. Blessings upon blessings upon you. Well, today we want to dive into a new series. And this series is called Celebrating Easter at Home. That's right. We're going to have to celebrate Easter at home. You're going to gather with your family, and you're going to celebrate Jesus Christ. He is risen. But what I want to start today and talk to you about is what happened that Resurrection Sunday. What happened that Sunday? There's something that I want to show you that very seldom is talked about, but it's going to just transform your thinking in the excitement of what Easter is all about. Let me remind you of some facts. Jesus was crucified at 9 a.m. in the morning. Did you know at the same time that he was being crucified, all of Israel, I know this sounds a little morbid, but all of Israel was slitting the throat of a lamb, and the lamb bled to death. It's called the Passover lamb. See, this is called the Passover lamb because it reminded them, remember the story in Egypt, the death angel that passed over Egypt. They were saved by the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, and the blood of the lamb was in the form of a cross when they put the blood on the doorpost. The same time the lamb was being killed, Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb, was being killed. At 3 p.m. that very day on Friday, when Jesus died, Israel was eating the Passover lamb. You see, between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., because at 6 p.m., the Sabbath began. So from 3 to 6, they enjoyed the meat of the Passover lamb. The father of the home took a loaf of unleavened bread at that time, between 3 and 6. That bread had no impurities in it, and he hid the loaf in the house between that time frame. But did you know the same time they took our loaf, our unleavened bread, our first fruit offering, his name is Jesus Christ, with no impurities, and they laid him in a grave. They hid him in the tomb. Jesus remained in that grave over the Sabbath, 
And on early Sunday morning, the children would go looking through the house for that loaf. And then they would find it. They would pick it up out of the the hiding place and wave it before the Lord and bring worship unto the Father. This represented the harvest that was to come. So listen closely. At the same time, our Savior, the Son of God, was coming out of the tomb as a first fruit offering. That is what has taken place on that day. So here's the question. What happened Sunday morning when Jesus came out of the tomb? What happened on Resurrection Sunday? Well, in John chapter 12, verse 27, it says, My soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel had spoken to them. And Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. What happened on that Sunday? Verse 31 is so important. It says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. He said, Now a judgment will take place. And verse 31 said, now a ruler has been dethroned and now a new ruler has taken over. So now go to John chapter 14. And before we read this, let me remind you. This is a scripture that on Wednesday before he dies on Friday, he is talking to his 12 disciples and he's been telling them he will be crucified. And in two days, he is crucified. He has told them, I'll be buried, and on the third day, raise again. In John 14, I don't believe he's talking about the second advent or the second coming. Let me show you why. In John 14, 1, it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. That word mansion is, is translated that word one time with that uh, Greek word. But it really means houses or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. See, just for a moment, Don't think of that scripture in the traditional thinking or teaching. Jesus says to the disciples, I have to go away, but I will come back. Where I am going is to the Father. Why go to the Father? And the answer to that is this. You cannot, at this time, you cannot dwell with the Father. You cannot have a relationship with Father because you are sinful. So Jesus is saying, I am the only one, the mediator, the advocate that sin does not have dominion over. So Jesus was the only man that sin does not have dominion over. 
Jesus is going to pay the price and offer himself not only on earth, but in the holy of holies in heaven. The book of Hebrews tells us this. So follow my thoughts and really follow what Jesus is saying here. Jesus says, but I will come back. The traditional thinking is he's talking about the second coming, the second advent. I believe in this passage, Jesus is referring to the three days. Jesus is not talking about mansions. This is the only time this word is translated that way. Jesus is saying, in my Father's house, there are many places to dwell. But you can't do that yet. So here what we're trying to do is we're answering, what did Jesus do? He's risen. But what did he do on that Sunday? Jesus says you can't dwell there. Yet, I have to do something. So I'm going to leave for three days, but I will come back. Let me say it this way. You still don't see that? Well, let's go to verse 25, and Jesus is still talking to the disciples. Verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Look at verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Now before I go on, I want you to remember two things. The two things are the Holy Spirit and peace. Jesus is saying, when I come back, I will bring two things with me. I will bring the Holy Spirit, and I will bring peace. So watch what Jesus says next. Verse 27, (laughs) the same thing. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. As verse 1 says this, in verse 27, is the same subject. Let not your heart be troubled. Let that sink in, church, because I'm going to show you a truth that is going to set you free. Verse 28, you have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. That's what was said verse uh, 1 through 3 also. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Verse 29 is a key. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Jesus is saying, is anyone going to have problems believing when this takes place? When I raise from the dead, is anyone going to have a problem believing? He's talking to the disciples. He says, I'm going away, but I'm coming back. And when I'm coming back, I'm going to give you two things, the Holy Spirit and peace. Jesus is telling this before it happens, and when it does, you will believe. Go now to John chapter 16, verse 16, and this is the same conversation. Let's read it. Verse 16, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. See, the words are a little while. I'm saying the little while is three days. Verse 17, 
Then some of the disciples said among themselves, what is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I go to the Father. (laughs) And they're kind of, what is this all about? Verse 18. They said, therefore, what is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he is saying. Now, Jesus knew that they desired to ask him perfect prayer. Remember the series on prayer? Ask. And he said to them, are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Look at verse 20. Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep. When are they going to weep? When Jesus Christ is crucified and lament. But the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful. But your sorrow will be turned to joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. Jesus is saying, my hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into this world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again. And when you see me, your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. Now again, let me repeat this. He says, I'm going away. I'm going to the Father. We're we're asking the question, what happened on this Sunday, Resurrection Sunday? He says, I will prepare and make it right that you can have a relationship with the Father and you can dwell with Him. Then I will come back. I'm telling you when it happens, you will believe. Church, turn to John chapter 20. And let's watch this happen on Sunday morning. In John chapter 20, verse 1, it says, Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. And in the story, in these verses, it talks about how Peter runs to the tomb. Others come. Go to verse 11 now. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Did you know in the Ark of the Covenant, where God dwells, the presence of God was, the mercy seat, the angels were at the head and the feet. Hmm. Jesus is our way to the Father and into the Father's presence. Verse 13. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Now in Luke 8, it tells us that Mary Magdalene and many other people traveled with Jesus for two and a half years. You would think that she would know him, but she didn't recognize him. Something different took place in his appearance. Now, some would say because he was crucified and he was so mangled that she couldn't even recognize who he was. Let's continue to read. 
Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and to your God. Jesus said it is finished on the cross. But when he arose again, I want to tell you, he is risen, he's alive. But at that moment, what happened on that Sunday is he ascended to the Father. Now watch this. This happens early in the morning. And he says, tell the disciples, right now I am ascending. So the question is, where was Jesus for three days? The answer is, he descended. That's next week's sermon. We'll talk about that next week. Then he stops and talks with Mary, and he ascends. Then, watch this, what happened on Sunday. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, When the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Do you see that? Peace be with you. And in verse 20, basically he says, Touch me. But in the morning he said, Don't touch me. So when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So where has Jesus been that day? The answer, he was with the Father. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, look at this, receive the Holy Spirit. Two things, peace and the Holy Spirit. Yet, I won't be with you a little while, and then a little while I'll be with you. John 14, I'm going away. Don't be troubled, I'm coming back. When I come back, I will bring peace and the Holy Spirit. So when it happens, you will believe. (laughs) They believed, even doubting Thomas. By the way, when he returned, he had all the Old Testament saints with him. In Revelations chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, it says this, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of Hades and death. Jesus marched into hell and said to Satan, Give me those keys. And went over and unlocked where all the Old Testament saints were waiting. He said to them, come on, let's go. We're going to heaven. But before we go to heaven, I have to stop by the earth because I have to tell Mary to tell the disciples. Then the Old Testament saints of the old walked around Jerusalem. Matthew 27, verse 51. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And the earthquake, 
and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and peered to many. Psalm 27, verse 9 says this, Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Here's what I want you to recognize. Jesus paid the price for you. And he paid the price that you could have relationship with the Father. So what happened that Sunday? Jesus said this. He said, touch me. You see, that's the heart of God. What we celebrate, this is Palm Sunday, but what we celebrate on Easter is that Jesus ascended to the Father. And when he ascended to the Father, all of heaven opened up for you. Everything was done for you to have relationship with Father God. And all you have to do is believe. Some of you sitting in on the couch right now in the chair or on the floor, maybe you haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Today is the day. You see, he went to the Father so that you could have great relationship with him. You know, let me just say it this way. Wouldn't it be great if there was a passage of Scripture that described what happened on Sunday when Jesus went to heaven? There is. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, talks about the ancient of days. It's Father God. Watch this. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were open. Remember John 12? Now the ruler was dethroned. Verse 11, I watched them because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. So the power and the enemy of sin was defeated. Verse 12, as for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Listen very closely. Jesus is victorious. You are victorious. Satan's dominion is taken away just as life has been prolonged in a season of time. Verse 13, I was watching in night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, Father God, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. Church family, that happened Sunday morning a little over 2,000 years ago. 1 John 3.8 says this, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. 
For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Coronavirus, you are defeated in Jesus' name. Colossians 2.15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. (laughs) This has already happened, church. So let me close with this. Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 says, I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came, and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. This is now. Family, let's possess the kingdom of God and change the lives of people. Let's take dominion over this virus. Let's take dominion over sin. Let's take dominion over anything that is not of God through prayer. Let's come in agreement. Yes, you are celebrating Palm Sunday. Next week, you're celebrating Easter at home. But I want to tell you, in this celebration, your home is a manifestation of God's peace and anointed of the Holy Spirit. Walk in this truth and walk in this victory. I today proclaim salvation to your family. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you are sons and daughters of the Most High and you walk in dominion. Bless you this day.